Did you know that you can stream the best of HBO shows and more with the all-new Astro? Better than before, no rain interruptions, no repeats. Just stream anytime and on demand via the Astro Ultra Box. It starts from only RM5990 a month, and you can find out more information at astro.com.my. You're listening to the Goggler Podcast, Bahir and Uma with you, and today we're going to be talking about another Japanese movie that's on offer as part of the JFF Plus Independent Cinema. Now, if you haven't heard about this, it means you're clearly not listening to our podcasts enough, but... The Japan Foundation all over the world has partnered with independent cinemas across Japan to start this wonderful streaming program where they highlight some great indie Japanese movies. There are 12 movies that you can watch for free. If you check out the Goggler MY Instagram page or any one of our social medias, you will find links to JFF Plus Independent Cinema. All you have to do is register and you can watch all of these movies for free. Bahir and I have been slowly making our way through them. It started on August 1st. It runs all the way through October 31st. And so you have plenty of time to watch these movies. There are documentaries. There are comedies. There are dramas. There are romances. It's very good stuff. But one of the movies that we really, really enjoyed and want to talk to you about is called Bon Uta, A Song From Home. So it's about a group of people from the Futaba area in Fukushima. Following the Fukushima earthquake, tsunami, and nuclear disaster, they had to evacuate their town because it was no longer habitable. It's essentially a dead town. And because all of these individuals were scattered across Japan, so too was their own unique culture. And this documentary focuses on the Futaba Bon Uta, which is a festival musical performance that these individuals have celebrated for centuries. Now, they fear that this tradition is going to be lost forever because it is so tied into that specific location that they've been practicing it and trying to maintain it and keep it alive. And then, in a fascinating plot twist... The documentary takes us to Hawaii, where there are a group of Japanese people, Japanese immigrants. And for those who don't know, Hawaii has always had a massive Japanese population. But here, there are a group of Japanese people that actually practice those traditions. And so the documentary kind of tells us and traverses between Japan and Hawaii, talking about these individuals, their traditions, how it's evolved, how they're learning from one another. It is absolutely beautiful. I didn't know what I was getting into when I clicked play on this, but I was enthralled throughout. Every 10 minutes, I kept learning something new about Japanese culture. I was like, what? I did not know that. This documentary is less a celebration, really. There's a sadness that permeates throughout this entire thing, right? Right, of course. It's this idea that the people of this particular area can no longer do this yearly performance that they do that's been held for generations. It's how the troop leader is slowly finding out that the troop members are in literally scattered across areas of Japan, right? They haven't all been moved to one place. Some have moved away to be with distant family. Some have just been 
allotted areas in different areas of Japan. So it's not like they can just come back and rehearse again, you know. At one point, I think one of the musicians was like, I haven't played this song or this instrument in a year, in a year and a half, in 18 months. And it was crazy that they've had to give up this piece of themselves. But then they were able to sort of rediscover it by going on that trip to Hawaii, right? By going to Hawaii and seeing how Japanese Americans who were second, third generation Americans are still keeping their version of that celebratory dance alive. They've changed it a little bit. It's no longer the same one that they have, but the idea that even three generations later, even in Japanese Americans who don't know how to speak Japanese, they are still able to do this dance. And that sort of filled my heart and it looked like it filled the heart of the troop leaders. I think it felt like that was what spurred them to start again. There is a lot that happens in this documentary and we don't want to spoil it for you because it is a real journey of discovery, especially if you know nothing about Bon Uta or the people of Futaba. So on the one hand, the documentary kind of introduces you to this notion of dead towns. I mean, we've all heard of Chernobyl, but this is a disaster that is very close to us because we kind of witnessed it happen on the news as it was happening. It is a disaster of our generation. And this idea of ghost towns, of dead towns, of towns that have been abandoned, they show us a sequence of these residents going back into this sad, broken down cemetery, which was very painful to watch. And then yeah. going through their town that feels just overgrown and dusty. There was an anime recently by Makoto Shinkai, his latest anime called Suzume that was in cinemas here. That too kind of focused on abandoned and dead towns in Japan. Ooh. There's another movie on this list of films at JFF Plus Independent Cinema called Follow the Light about the crop circles and students in this small town. And that too addressed this issue of a school, for example, where when this batch finally graduates it shuts down and it becomes mm. a dead school essentially because there are no more children to educate in that school. So, you know, that in itself could be a documentary on its own, but then it kind of moves on to talk about these individuals, their displacement, the tradition, the culture. And then we move on to Hawaii and we meet all of these Japanese Americans who are detached from Japan and yet are trying their best and struggling to hold on to whatever little culture they can. Yeah. Yeah. And what I loved most about watching this was how giving they were to one another. At no point did the residents of Futaba go, oh, they're not doing it right. You're ruining our tradition. This is some kind of weird appropriation. No, at no point did they do that. They were just so proud and happy to see their culture and traditions evolve and they too learned from it. They taught them what they knew and they yeah. were learning their changes as well. And like, that is not a conversation that we see often. To use a political term, it was a cultural exchange at its core, right? And it was a cultural exchange that wasn't forced on by, by people in suits. It was just a, hey, these guys from Japan are coming and they perform this dance every year. We perform this dance every year. Let's all get together and just show each other how it's done. Oh, you do it like that? I do it like this. How do you play your music? Oh, I play it like that. Right. It's just this most like open-ended conversation ever. And again, a lot of the time, the Japanese Americans, 
don't speak Japanese. So there's a third person there, a translator who's sitting there trying to break all this down. They're learning to sing in, in little living rooms and teaching each other inflections of language. And it was just beautiful. I think it was such a simple, beautiful thing that I wish that the majority of the documentary was there. I mean, I understand the being kicked out of the home, well, not kicked out, but you know, having had to evacuate their homes and their villages was a big deal. But like, I felt like that was really cool to see as well. We don't even have those kind of cultural exchanges here. We're busy arguing with Singapore and Indonesia as to who's got the better food and who's got the better bate, right? I mean, we're the same damn people and we can't even agree on that. You don't have to agree. You have your bate, I have my bate. It is now 300 years later. Who gives a shit who started it? It's Correct. okay. Your designs are like this. My designs are like that. It's fine. Let's move on. But also, this documentary kind of embraces the fact that traditions and culture are constantly evolving. There is no way that it can be the same as it was a thousand years ago, because we as people have changed over the last 1,000 years, and we kind of use culture to suit our needs, our contemporary needs at any given point in time. And that's something that I wasn't expecting from a documentary that was focused on tradition, let me tell you. I think the documentary is a little long. I think it meanders a little bit. You know, I expect because it's been shot over such a long time that there is a lot of content. And I think it feels like they were, I wouldn't say they lost sight of the focus, but it just, one of those things where they just ended up capturing everything and then tried to find a thread in the edit. I agree with you. It is a little too long and it lost me during the animation part. Yeah. But everything gets tied in together at the end. So if you stick with it, it kind of makes sense. I think the the closing shots is really pretty. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that was something else, I think. It's a slow watch, but not in a bad way. It's a really sort of just meditative slow watch of a Japanese documentary you know you're not going to be jumping out of your seat you're not really going to be wowed by anything too much but there will be stuff there that will keep you interested and engaged I mean the Futaba Bonuta is a small intimate and focused tradition right because it is of a specific region in Japan but I think what this documentary does is show us how a tradition like that can grow and become something bigger. Yeah. Like there are always these small pockets of human beings who have migrated, who are elsewhere in the world, who are speaking a language or practicing a superstition or taking part in something. It's, it's the idea behind Gaiman's American Gods, right? It's this idea that we take our gods with us wherever we go and we take our culture and tradition with us wherever we go, whether there's only two of us or whether there are 2,000 of us. And yeah. I think this documentary kind of puts forward that idea that it's not dying, it's not dead. There's still hope for something like this. Your town, your city, your prefecture, you may never be able to go there within your lifetime, which is just a crazy thought, right? Like, Which is heartbreaking, yeah. It's insane when you think about it. You're like, wow, there was this nuclear disaster and generations will never be able to step foot into their homes again. And it's just an insane thought. But yeah, 
despite all of that, this one small tradition that you absolutely love, that makes you who you are, that makes you the people that you are, will continue to thrive. Like that for me was just, uh, it was so uplifting. I was watching it and you're right. It does meander sometimes. Sometimes it feels like it loses focus, but mm. there is enough in the documentary that had me completely enthralled. Like I really wanted to learn more. I want to see how these people are doing again, right? But you know, like the follow-up could be coming from from Hawaii side, from them bringing them over and seeing what that's happening there. I think there's a, I don't know, if you want a spin-off or whatever. That's not the point, right? The point is I'm invested enough to want to know more about these guys. We highly recommend this documentary. It's called Bon Uta, A Song From Home. You can watch it as part of the JFF Plus Independent Cinema Program, which is a free program thanks to the Japan Foundation. All you have to do is log on to their website, register, and you can watch this documentary and 11 other movies for free. We highly recommend it. We know some of you already have because you've been talking to us about it online and on our Discord, and we're really glad that you are. But we want more of you to do it because it's a rare opportunity that we get these sorts of films, that we get access to these sorts of films. And so we think you should take full advantage of it. Let us know what you think once you've watched Bon Uta, A Song From Home. You can reach out on all of our social media feeds, GogglerMY. You can also email us on podcast at goggler.my or send us a WhatsApp on the Goggler hotline, 012-524-5208. If you drop us a line on any one of those platforms, we'll send you a link to join our brand new Discord server where you can chat with us in real time. Thank you so much for listening. This is The Goggler Podcast.